Hey everyone, and welcome to day 12 of Bible in the Year with Pastor Steve. Can you believe we are in the third week already and making progress towards finishing another week in this reading plan? Well, today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapters 46 through 48. You should also read Psalm number 12 and Proverb 12. If you're in need of the Bible reading plan, you could visit emmanuelmelbourne.org backslash B-I-Y and you can download it there. Also encourage you to reach out to us on our Facebook page, Bible in a Year with Pastor Steve. Maybe share where you're listening from. We have listeners from all over the United States and some other countries like Australia and Belgium uh, who tune in each week, and we are excited to have you here. Check us out on Facebook, join the page, and we can continue the conversation with one another, sharing insights and questions. Without further ado today, let us jump into our readings from Genesis chapters 46. Through 48. Genesis chapter 46. Israel traveled with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. He said, Here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Don't be afraid to go down into Egypt, for there I will make of you a great nation. I will go down with you into Egypt. I will also surely bring you up again. Joseph's hand will close your eyes. Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father, their little ones, and their wives, in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They took their livestock and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all of his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and he brought all of his offspring with him into Egypt. These are the names of the children of Israel who came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Shakin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of Canaanite women. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Morari. The sons of Judah, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Yob, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulon, Sered, Elan, and Jalil. These are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Paddan Aram, with his daughter Dinah. All of the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty-three. The sons of Gad, Ziphion, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli, the sons of Ashar, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and Serah, their sister, the sons of Beriah, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, even sixteen souls, the sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin. To Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, 
who were born to Jacob. All the souls were 14. The son of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jazil, Guni, Jezer, and Shilem. These are the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls who came with Jacob into Egypt were his direct offspring. In addition to Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were sixty-six. The sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of house of Jacob, who came into Egypt, were seventy. Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen. Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's house, I will go up and speak with Pharaoh and will tell him. My brothers and my father's house, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. These men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of the livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. It will happen when Pharaoh summons you and will say, What is your occupation? That you shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Genesis chapter 47. Then Joseph went in and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers and their flocks, their herds, and all that they own have come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. From among his brothers he took five men and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and our fathers. They said to Pharaoh, We have come to live as foreigners in the land, for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Make your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. If you know any able men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. The days of the years of my life have been few and evil. They have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their pilgrimage. Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from the presence of Pharaoh. Joseph placed his father and his brothers and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all of his father's household with bread according to the sizes of their families. There was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they had brought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph saying, Give us bread, for why should we die in your presence? For our money fails. Joseph said, Give me your livestock and I will give you food for your livestock if your money is gone. 
They brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses and for the flocks and for the herds and for the donkeys. And he fed them all with bread in exchange for all their livestock for that year. When the year ended, they came to him the second year and said to him, We will not hide from our Lord how our money is all spent, and the herds of our livestock are my Lord's. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants to Pharaoh. Give us seed that we may live and not die, and that land won't be desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for every man of the Egyptians sold his field, because the famine was severe on them, and the land became Pharaoh's. As for the people, he moved them to the cities from one end of the border of Egypt to the other end of it. Only he didn't buy the land of the priests, for the priests had a portion from Pharaoh and ate their portion which Pharaoh gave them. That is why they didn't sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh. Behold, here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. It will happen at the harvest that you will give a fifth to Pharaoh, and four parts will be your own for seed of the field, for your food, for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. They said, You have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. Joseph made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt to this day, that Pharaoh should have the fifth. Only the land of the priests alone didn't become Pharaoh's. Israel lived in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they got themselves possessions therein and were fruitful, and multiplied exceedingly. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years. So the days of Jacob, the years of his life, were one hundred forty-seven years. The time came near that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, please put your hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Please don't bury me in Egypt. But when I sleep with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. Joseph said, I will do as you have said. Israel said, Swear to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel bowed himself on the bed's head. Genesis chapter 48. After these things, someone said to Joseph, Behold, your father is sick. He took with him two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Someone told Jacob and said, Behold, your son Joseph comes to you. And Israel strengthened himself and sat up on his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at loose in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make you a company of peoples, and I will give you this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. Now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh, even as Reuben and Simeon, will be mine. Your offspring, whom you became the father of after them, will be yours. They will be called after the name of their brothers and their inheritance. As for me, when I came from Padam, Rachel died outside the land of Canaan on the way, when there is still some distance to come to Ephrath, and I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, also called Bethlehem. Israel saw Joseph's son and said, Whose are these? Joseph said to his father, They are my sons. 
whom God has given to me. He said, please bring them to me and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age so that he couldn't see well. Joseph brought them near to him and he kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I didn't think I would see your face and behold, God let me see your offspring also. Joseph brought them out from between his knees and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand and brought them near to him. Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and let my name be named on them. And the name of my fathers, Abram and Isaac, let them grow into a multitude upon the earth. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. He held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. His father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also will become a people, and he will also be great. However, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his offspring will become a multitude of nations. He blessed them the day, saying, Israel will bless in you, saying, God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. He set Ephraim before Manasseh. Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying, but God will be with you and bring you again into the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to you one portion above your brothers, which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks for the gift of this day and for the gift of your word. It's a joy to see that you are a God of promise, you're purposeful, and that you have our best interests in mind always because of your loving kindness and your faithfulness in your covenants. God be with us as we explore these words Show us the truth that we ought to be applying to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here we are, friends, in Genesis chapters 46 through 48. We see that Jacob finally is on his way to Egypt, bringing everything he's got. And he happens upon a familiar land in Beersheba. You might recall this uh, place as where Abraham made a covenant with King Abimelech after digging some wells and all that good stuff from a prior chapter. And it's here that the covenant is reiterated. So it seems like as God's people are going through their journey of life, especially when things get a little dicey, you know, Jacob was a little nervous about going off to Egypt, that God steps in, reassures them, reconfirms his covenant with them, and says, I am with you. I'm going to be with you as you go into Egypt. And I'm going to make sure that this covenant is fulfilled through your people. At the end of chapter 46, we see a genealogy showing all of the people who have arrived into Egypt, and there's 70 people in all, including Jacob and his sons, and this number is significant. It's significant in that it is small, and we see that it is truly by God's promise and God's provision that such a small group of people became the multitude that is Israel, that is to bless the earth, to be multiplied so numerous that they couldn't 
be numbered. So we see God's hand, and so we see that God's blessing is with them and will continue to multiply them. Then they arrive in Goshen, the area that Joseph was setting up for his family. And it's here that Joseph greets everybody and warns them, you know, hey guys, I know that you're a bunch of shepherds and you're really good at your job, but when Pharaoh asks you what you do, don't say shepherds because uh, because the role of shepherding is abominable in his eyesight. It's better that you call yourselves cattle raisers so that you're more business-oriented and, and not considered lowly. And in Genesis chapter 47, we see that Joseph brings a small contingent of his family, five brothers, brings them to Pharaoh, and they ask what they do, and what do they say? We're shepherds. Ugh, Joseph must have had one of those facepalm moments here. Guys, you're just doing the opposite of what I asked you to do. But to their surprise, Pharaoh really doesn't blink an eye here, at least it doesn't say so. And he says, you know what? The land of Egypt is before you. You go enjoy the fat of the land because, you know, your brother has blessed me to overflowing. So I am going to bless you. Next comes a little interlude with Pharaoh and Jacob having some small talk together. At some point in the talk, uh, Jacob blesses Pharaoh and they go about their business. Then we transition to what Joseph's been up to. Joseph, having stored up all of the grain and all of the land and all the food, uh, has been doling it out to those in need, the people in Egypt and the people in Canaan, so much so that the people in Egypt and the people in Canaan ran out of their money. Now they had no food and no money. So Joseph says, you know what, I'm going to do my best for Pharaoh and blessing him with the role that I have. He says, if you don't have money, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take your cattle and you're going to give us, and I'm going to give you food in exchange for your cattle. So now Joseph has all the food and all the cattle, and the people now have some food to survive. And then that runs out. People come back to him and say, we've got nothing. You've got all of our cattle, all of our money. What else do we have but ourselves and our land? So Joseph buys all the land and takes the people as slaves. Now they have food to eat. They have some seed to grow food. And Joseph says, anything you grow, 20%, a fifth, is going to go to Pharaoh, and you can survive off of the rest. Joseph really has amassed the greatest wealth imaginable for Egypt. I want you to notice, though, as Egypt and the Egyptians are losing their shirts, basically, selling everything to Pharaoh, the people of Israel, located in Goshen, the place of Ramses, it says, are thriving. They're actually buying land and gaining wealth while everyone else is losing out. And this is going to be important later on when we see there's a change in hands of pharaohs that the people become jealous because Israel has grown so innumerably and so wealthy while they did not. Chapter 47 now ends with a acknowledgement that Jacob is at the end of his life and he's dying. And Jacob asked Joseph to do him this one favor, and he makes him swear. He says, when I die, when I take my last breath, do not bury me here in Egypt, but bring me back to the land of my people and bury me there. And Joseph says, you got it, Dad. And we move on to chapter 48. Straight away, Joseph gets word that his dad is not doing well. He's very sick. And you can imagine, probably won't be making it through the night, or at least for very long. 
So Joseph brings himself and his two sons to Jacob. And as we've seen in prior episodes, like with Isaac, Jacob's dad, there was a blessing that was transferred at the end of life. And just like that prior episode, Jacob gives the blessing to the younger rather than the older. And Joseph is miffed. He's like, not so, dad. This one's the oldest. Manasseh's the oldest, not Ephraim. And Jacob says, I know, I know. Guess what? It happened to me. I was the one who benefited, but yeah, it happened to me. This is another reminder that God can do what God wants to do and that he can overturn the religious structures and norms of the day to accomplish his will. And it was his will that Ephraim received the blessing. Now, Jacob assures them that they're both going to be very blessed and that they're both going to be a great people. And that does turn out to be true later on. But once again, we see the theme of the firstborn getting reversed and the younger getting the blessing over the older. Joseph, too, is given an extra portion. He gets the double blessing. And remember, he's one of the youngest. So the reversal happens and he carries on the trend as well. Well, friends, we are at the end of our study for today. I hope that you have a very blessed day and that you continue to delve into God's word, read those Psalms, read those Proverbs, and continue to soak in God's wisdom. Allow it to lead you. Let's continue to pray for one another and support one another. And I hope to see you back tomorrow. Have a wonderful and blessed day.